0: welcome to the cloaked we are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden and now on with the show hello and welcome to another episode of the cloaked i am your host white out And today we have a curious story and very weird. I mean, it starts off as normal and it kind of gets a little weird. Now, we've been talking about different topics within the line of UFO recently, Um, especially with the new information that, you know, they're going to drop some information from the Pentagon and, you know, everybody is curious on what what kind of information is going to be released. But in the meantime, while we wait, I decided to go into some of the more different uh, UFO-related abduction-type stories and just overall stories that were pretty interesting and fascinating that you don't really hear about that often. And one such story is that of Peter Curie. Now, Peter... Uh, Peter was from Lebanon, and he ended up moving uh with his family to Australia. but before he did that in nineteen seventy one while in Lebanon, he was playing outside with his friends, you know doing what kids do and you know one of the things that he noticed right away is as he claims that he was running around you know playing ball soccer and whatever, and he noticed that his friends has stopped moving, frozen in time, kind of thing, weird experience, and, you know, it was something that he noticed right away, you know, he saw this happening, you know, and he thought it was weird, you know, there was one of these strange experiences he had, and he never forgot that, it stayed in the back of his mind, and as, you know, as you continue through life, he kind of put it somewhere in the back of his head and in 1973 his family moved from Lebanon to Australia now in 1988 he is in high school and he you know is growing up getting to know the school you know at this point he's pretty much settled in Australia and he has his friends new friends and everything and everything's going really well And he had met his wife there. You know, they grow up, they get married. And one day, as he is laying with his wife, he has what I, what it sounds like, it's sleep paralysis. But in this state of sleep, he wakes up, right? Unable to move, doesn't know what's going on. And as we talked about these type of experiences, they're pretty scary right you don't know what's going on you're not able to move at all only your eyes and it feels like you're being pinned down you know it feels like the blankets are super tucked in you know you have somehow become immobilized for whatever reason you know you're you're un, you're unable to move at all and it, it it could be if you're not familiar with it it can be frightening you know you you're not sure what's going on. You know, you're confused. And at times, along with the, the sleep paralysis, the more common thing is that you see some kind of like shadow figure, a hag, uh, which is the one of the most common things that people do tend to see is a hag. You know, something that creeps from the dark, the corner of the wall, the dark shadows, and it freaks you out. Again, you don't know what's happening. You're scared. You can't move. And all that, you start to panic, right? Well, with Peter, it's a little different. You know, he's not having anything like that. With him, you know, as as he's laying there, this door opens in his room. And from the door comes these short dwarf-like creatures. And, and, you know, they're gray, you know. And they they come into his room. And along with these little creatures, there's a single tall figure. Now, this tall figure is different from from the four, five uh, different uh, short little dwarf looking aliens. Now, this one is tall, golden skin, overly sized black eyes. Now, in his hand, this creature is holding what looks like some kind of needle um, some kind of syringe of some sort and it's injected into his head directly now in the morning you know he tells his wife what happened what his experience was and she looks at his head and he has this spot this blood spot in his head Very weird, very bizarre. Now, you know, he, I mean, this is a weird experience. And he kind of, you know, I wouldn't say brushed it off, but he didn't really know exactly what to do with it. You know, he, what ends up doing is he he ends ends up joining a UFO community about people who had these type of experiences. And so the group, I believe, is called the UFO Experience Support Association. Now, there's different groups and that are like that, that are very familiar with this, that are like a support group. People who have had some kind of alien encounter or claim to be abducted or have been abducted. I mean, we don't know, um, especially nowadays, you know, with the the Pentagon and the government and finally the U.S. kind of admitting that there's something else happening in our skies that we don't know, right? And so, you know, again, this is uh, happening with Peter and Peter's not sure what to make of it. And so that's why he joins his group, you know, to kind of figure it out, right? And so one evening in 1992, you know, Kiri came home and he was tired exhausted from working, and he had had some kind of injury uh, that he had sustained while at work and so he decides to you know uh lay down lay down on the bed you know take a take a sleep and as he falls asleep, he suddenly is woken up out of nowhere and this is where it gets kind of weird right yeah, it's weird and interesting because of the findings behind it all. But he wakes up, and there's two women, or what appear to be women, sitting on the edge of his bed. And very strangely, one of them appears to be maybe Nordic, and the other one is Asian. Oversized eyes, and very chiseled-type features. And they were both... Again, this is weird. But according to him, these women were naked, and apparently one of them grabbed Curie, pulled his face to his to her breast, again, <laughs> very strange, and he begins to panic, bits off her nipple, and he starts to have some kind of reaction, and he runs off, coughing in some kind of weird, intense fit. And the women were watching him, and then disappeared. You know, as he went to the restroom to puke, or whatever, they disappeared. He didn't know where they went. Now, he suddenly says he had the urge to go to the restroom. And as he's doing this, he starts to feel this real intense pain. And, you know, he's trying to relieve himself, and he can't. He's having issues. And he finds that there's a hair in that area. Anyways, he collects it as evidence. You know, he was having this issue, very painful. And he believes this is evidence of these individuals, that they were there. You know, that he's not lying or anything like that. And again, this is very bizarre. You know, I've heard of stories like this. Where people encountered Nordics, what they call you know tall blonde weird looking humanoids, and they're usually again, like I said, blonde, tall, kind of fit in a way, but large eyes, sometimes it's dark, sometimes they are like a deep blue um they have like a weird um like a pale skin, and they sometimes they have like a weird uh like a golden some kind of like a weird golden shine to their skin, uh, as they've been described to be, you know, something's off about their face. You know, like almost like the nose is barely apparent type of thing, or the eyes are just overly sized uh, compared to the rest of the features. And sometimes, you know, the ears are barely pronounced. And so there's there's a whole lot of weirdness to these type of Nordics. Almost like if they're, I don't know, like uh, they're hybrids of some sort, like of two different species or something like that. And a lot of people always describe them as more peaceful compared to the greys. The greys seem to be more about like Um, abduction and, you know, intense experiments and stuff like that. And the Nordics seem to be a little bit more peaceful. They have some kind of message usually. And usually, I mean, like I said, usually there's some type of message. There's usually some kind of message that is given during these weird abductions. And some of the other things that I've heard that fall in line with Peter's experience is that sometimes in a few occasions... You know, people have described as, you know, being introduced to an offspring of theirs that they may have had with these Nordics. And mostly, most of the time, they're usually males. And a few women have come forward that they've been adopted by these Nordics, right? These Nordics have taken them and, you know, some hybrid alien kid was produced in some kind of container or something. You know, some some weird, you know, story like that. And so, you know, you have something that fits with this type of experience with the Nordics. And Peter, you know, had this experience. And his is very strange because, again, of the circumstance of what happened in his story. And, you know, he takes this hair sample to have tested to have genetically tested and so he reached out to a friend and this was a Australian ufologist uh, who again reached out to somebody who knew about genetic testing now he reached out to somebody named Bill Chalker now Bill himself tested this uh, genetic and he tried to look for the forensics right he did the forensics investigation but he goes on saying i began with the investigation of the sample when the biotech colleagues agreed to undertake the pcr which is the polymers chain reaction dna profiling of the biological material implicated in this alleged allege right alien abduction now his analysis confirmed it came to someone biologically close to normal human genetics. But there was some usual racial type. And, and what he means is u- unusual is that he found like a DNA not typical, rare, in other words. So he ra- he found a rare Chinese mangoloid type, which is apparently a super rare part of the gene pool. Like it's like a super rare um, genetic, right? It's something that doesn't really exists now, and so what he found is one of the rarest human uh, human lineages known to man. Now this lies further into human mainstream than any other except for African pygmies or aborigines. Now there are strange anomalies that are being looked into because here's one thing is that the anomaly is being it is blonde. And it goes to clear instead of black. Strange. Because that's another thing on top of it. Of not just being rare, but abnormal. You don't usually see that. So you have one, something that's rare. And two, you have something that's ultra rare. And it's never really been seen. And so you add that on top of that so it's very strange already like where did he find this evidence right because if you think about it where did he find this to be able to make up this story if he was making it up right and it, because you start to think if this is something that's rare and on top of that the anomaly of it being blonde instead of black makes it even more ultra rare so why how so you know, he has this tested, again, like I said, super rare. And one of the things uh, that is, you know, on top of it, above everything else, is that it appeared to be CCR, 5 dilution factor, uh which, again, it's important. Perhaps the DNA of this individual can be... One could be said that it is imprevious to the things of s- such things as smallpox and AIDS. Fascinating. I mean, again, one, we have this proof, you know. Well, I should say, Peter has this proof. It's interesting and pretty wild. I mean, his story is already weird. I mean, it is fucking bizarre and you look at it and you think okay you listen to everything he has to say you know one of the things is he was told that he was being looked at right and the alien and this is something i didn't mention is that the alien when injected um peter back in 1988 the peter says the the alien says something weird to the peter it said Not to worry. This injection is just like like the rest of the injections we've been giving you. Weird, right? And so, which means is these aliens have been visiting Peter for quite some time, which is also not unheard of when it comes to these type of things, of people being almost like looked into very often or every so often. And they're being tracked, right? And along with some of these abductions, when it comes to these individuals being tracked, usually they have some kind of implant of some sort. They're not just taking your genes, your genetics. You know, they're just not taking just samples of, you know, your blood or semen or ovaries or anything like that. They're You're being tracked. You're being monitored for some reason, for whatever reason. it I don't know if it's you were randomly picked or what. Uh, in some cases, I know there has been people who, by generation, have been tracked. Or at least they have said, you know, something along the lines. My grandmother had these claims and my mother had these claims of seeing these little green men when she was little. And now you have these claims. You know what I mean. And so you know it. You know is Peter being tracked? You know it, was his mother being tracked? Was his father being tracked? Was somebody in his family being tracked? Why him specifically? Does he have something in his DNA that they need? You know what's the, what's the purpose of all of this? But again, his story is weird, and it's one of something that I wanted to talk about because. You don't really ever hear of an experience like this. You know, he wakes up, there's two women there, and he's then, you know, he's attacked, and he bites one of them, and then he has this reaction, and he finds evidence. And in a few occasions, some people do find some kind of evidence, and it's usually, you know, the door was open, or there is some kind of, like, weird burn... Or marks on the walls or there are some kind of weird patches on their grass in their lawn or something like that. Um, and if, my thing is, if if you're having these type of experiences, you might want to put security cams, security cams, you know, recording 24-7. And if you, there's this reaction, you know, something happens, you know, you have some kind of evidence Of something happening. I know there's been a few occasions. Where people have put, You know cams. And they've caught something. But it's never really conclusive. Because there's always like. Well the camera went out. Or you know it wasn't working. Or suddenly they're static. Or it didn't record anything. Or there's this huge amount. Of like. Nothing recorded. By the camera. Even though the camera. Was never known to stop or not record or anything like that. Like it, it's a continuous recording. And, you know, it's one of those things where when this type of thing happens and people are like, well, where's your ev- evidence and where's your proof? And you're not able to produce anything. You are seen as, now nah, this person's making it up. They're trying to grab attention from people. You know, they're trying to make a movie or, you know, they're trying to be famous or write a book and sell or whatever. And, you know, you're not taken serious. You know, you're kind of laughed at. And I feel like Peter has this weird, strange story. And I don't know what to make of it. But he, I mean, he has this sample that allegedly got tested and these weird results came about it and you think about it and you wonder you know how much is is it true you know and if and if you do take it as face value and, and you take it in as fact because one he there's this alleged hair sample and you kind of think well he has this what do we do with it like what where would we go from, from here because this DNA thing is a rarity now Peter would go on and talk about other experiences um, after 1992 in 96 he woke up with a small hooded figures seeming to pass through his mirror and after which they were levitating him they pull him in towards them. Before anything else happened, he blacked out. Doesn't know what happened. And, you know, nothing comes up from it. You know, he didn't know what any of that meant. Um, he thought it was very strange. And he blacks out and has no recollection of the experiences. You know, and of course, again, this, again that's like another tidbit of different things that have happened to Peter. Now, there's... You know, there's been more recent interviews of Peter, um, where he talks about his experiences, and he's had a few here and there, and it's worth a look into his uh, his story. I mean, he did write a book uh, where he called it, I believe, and he called it uh, "Hair of the Alien DNA and Other Forensic Evidence of Alien Abduction," and so his strange evidence and story is all in there, and he was recently interviewed, uh, where he goes and talks about it a little bit further, we'll definitely be posting that on our Facebook and Twitter, so you guys can check it out, it's on YouTube, it's very interesting, it's about an hour long, and, you know, like I said, I mean, this is a strange experience, this DNA thing, It's, it's bizarre, but I think that it's worth a check, you know, definitely check it out tell me what you think hit us up in the comments you know we'll definitely be posting some other uh, topics related to ufos that you may not have heard of whether it be again like whether it be ufo or alien type stories for the next couple of weeks and we'll hit you up on the next episode later guys